Unbills Fan Podcast for November 5th, 2015. I'm David Palermo. I'm your co-host, Adam Deacon, and we are back once again. Co-host is such an ugly word. Yeah, it is. You sound lesser than me, but I don't think you are all the time. Yeah, we we both serve. You have your days. This is this is a this is a team sport. A, it's a team win when it's a win. It's a team loss when it's a loss. Yep, yep. How are you feeling? How do, how do you guys all feel after this extra week off to taking that ugly Jaguars loss? I am ready to move on. Me too. Me too. I'm so over it. What is? What does the outlook look like to you? Um, here's 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 where I've been. And I, well, well you know, you know that I'm the overly optimistic Bills fan. Me too. I always I can find a reason to find them to win every game. Right, right. I mean, I can get negative too, just as easily. I can, I can. Right. Poo poo on the team for hours too, but I try really hard not to be that guy. That's also that's also the easier path is to be that negative guy. I mean, and, and speaking of negative, so I'm here through the week. The radio shows here and there, you know, with the bye week, all the media slowed down. I'm so dumb. I didn't know that they were, weren't were doing any, like, press conferences this week on the bye week. So, I'm, like, waiting. I'm, like, uh, uh, no presser. And I'm going nuts. So, I live and die by those. They're great. So many hints. And next thing you know, it's, you know, some of the radio shows are getting calls about, hey, what about that Ryan Mallett guy? You know, the guy who can't make a flight? And what what's how's the draft look? And you know what? I'm not even gonna hold the flight against Ryan Mallett. I do not want him for so many other football reasons. Uh, he makes Drew Bledsoe look like a mobile quarterback. Yeah. So um, pass. I I'm so glad that that and, and if a wasn't guy, a thing. And if a guy that had that much belief in him, Bill O'Brien, who coached him when he was at, with the Patriots. You know, doesn't keep him around because Bill O'Brien was on the Patriots. And so is Ryan Mallett. I mean, he would know firsthand the potential he has. So he was obviously clearly sick of him. But I'll tell you something. It ain't over. Oh, no, not by a long shot. You know, it ain't over. And all you guys worried about the quarterback thing? What? Did you forget about Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. We can harass them all we want about that Titans game. That was a hideous game, and and I hate that the second half is when they turn up. Yeah, I mean, he... It, it is annoying, but if you look at EJ and then you look at him, boom. He came through hurt, though. He was hurt, and he, yep. finished, he finished that game out and got the win. Again, if you listen to our podcast, I think we even titled it Ugly Win, but he got that W. At least we have the luxury... With that, I mean, so that said, you know, just as a little intro, what we're going to get into, I mean, I can't, I cannot describe the feeling of knowing there's nine games left. Yeah. Nine. There's nine games and we've, we've lost four, but we've won three. So, you know, and, and there's no count in this. It is so far from garbage time at this point. And. There are those there are those callers or those people posting on Twitter or whatever that are ready saying the team should tank, get the draft pick. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
I just I just wonder why they're fans. Like I, I why why wouldn't if you're a fan of something, why wouldn't you hope for the best? I mean, it, it's just like beating so. It's like picking on somebody that's handicapped to be negative. It's that easy. Like why right. would you do that? I I feel like I feel like maybe I'm I'm racing to the core of this subject too quickly, but the number one thing, the most prominent thing that's been holding this football team back, is injuries. The injury bug came, it hit hard, it hit early, and now we are at what I see is a, is a turning point where we're getting a lot of our guys back. And not only that, there's some major injuries around the league on teams that are on the back end of our roster. We, you know, Cameron Wake just went down with a with a season-ending Achilles for the Dolphins. We play them this week. There's there's questionable there's a question as to who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Jets when we play them on Thursday night. AFC is wide open. AFC is wide open. I mean, I don't want to say it's trash, but it's kind of trash. And don't get me wrong. I feel bad that I'm, you know, I sound like a drama queen, which I am. You know what I mean? I'll store the pop. But truth is, I want to go to bed at night. That's it. You know, some friends take it personal when I'm a little blunt. But, like, I want you to know what I'm thinking. And, you know... And it's like, as a Bills fan, I don't I don't want to go trashing other Bills fans constantly, but it's really annoying, man. We we spend women whatever we we spend money to go to these games. We we buy the merchandise. We're proud. Don't of Bills fan. Don't Bills apologize because some of these people have zero chill, none whatsoever. I'm not on that as much as you, but that's what I'm saying. I hate to say that. I hate that we had to say that. In effect, they had the balls. The McNuggets to freaking just post off their personal Facebook. Hateful shit. And, you know, like, there's people saying things like E.J. Manuel should die and, like, he's the worst feeling person in the world. Tweeting at him. And it's like, grow the... Honestly, like, frankly, grow the fuck up. I try not to drop the F-bomb a lot. I mean, don't look at the Italian contractor videos if you don't like Scarface, but... You know, point being, I just can't, it bothers me. We're supposed to be in this together. Do you think being negative, do you think attacking Sammy Watkins, you know what? Good for Sammy Watkins. Good for Sammy Watkins. I'm sick of these players getting heat. Yeah, no, I, I'm with that 100%. I, I got Sammy's back. There's a lot of people who were jumping at, jumping at him saying they don't want him on the team, they're embarrassed that bought his jersey, this and that. For what he said on Instagram, that was literally defending the fact that he was at Disney with the fam with the family on his off week, on his bye week. That's his time. What he does with his time off from the game is no one's business just like what I do on, on my Saturdays and Sundays, what you do on your Saturdays and Sundays. That's nobody's business but my own. And now, you know, he snapped a picture. He is in the public eye. He threw it up there. And you gotta you gotta expect that there's gonna be that guy or those guys. Yeah, and now I will say though, on that, we were just talking about this. I'm kinda spry for being thirty one. I'm probably in better shape the last like few months of my life than I have been in a while. And probably like like five, six, seven years. And I got to say, like, if I was to go to Disneyland and walk around, um, I would probably get 
like my ankles and feet would probably get tired. That Come on, bro. My ankles and feet get tired walking around the Golden Corral. Let's be real. This is true. But we were talking about All right, maybe I make six, seven, eight we, trips up. We were talking about me and you're talking about short sprints. All right. But right. it is like football though. You do have to Yo, Golden Corral is a shit show. It's it's hard, man. It's hard because you're you're so light when you get there and you go up your first time, and then like, you know, then you're coming back and you got like two three plates of food. I got two three plates of food. I don't know how y'all do it at the buffet, but I I go in, and that's that's a little heavy. So you start getting tired. You get that in you. You feel a lot heavier. You go back. Then you got three more plates of food you gotta you, carry. You know what? At this point, you're carrying six plates of food. Three in you, three in your hands. It it gets really. It really bogs you down after the fourth or fifth trip. Remember to the... Mario sixty four. All right, so of Mario course, Kart, of Mario course, Kart for Nintendo sixty four. Oh, Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, Mario Kart for Nintendo sixty four. Sorry about that, listeners. Hey. While we're on this topic, I will play any of you in Mario Kart sixty four for money. Hit me up on Twitter. No, Numbills Adam know D. You know about that, and I'll hook it up later because I think I have it downstairs. Numbills Adam D on Twitter. If you want to play Mario Kart for money, I'm your guy. Anyways, I got a rake of that, so yeah, let's go. But Mario Kart 64, right? This is Golden Corral. Remember how they, they had the extras where they made the tracks backwards, and then you were going against traffic? That's what it's like at Golden Corral. You have a few people behind you, a few people in front of you going one direction, and you have just, like, truckloads of people entering to go to their seats, going by you with plates, little kids Running by no, I'm saying things. it's not even like that. It's it's like more like the battle mode from the original Mario Kart, because you never know what's about to like fly oh. around the corner at you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, battle mode. That was sick. Yo, I used to drop the elbow in battle mode. I was nice with it, but uh, yeah, Sammy. Uh, so back to Sammy. You know, he was catching that heat. He knows he's in the public eye. He's got to be careful. But I don't blame him. I, I feel the same way that he would feel. Like, I don't want to be bothered when I'm with my family. I don't want to be told to be doing my job on my days off. When he's on the field, he does well. I understand his frustrations. I understand all of his frustrations. But that that message seemed to be accepted in a really broad scope. A lot of people felt a lot of different things off of that. And it was to the point where they wanted the guy off the team, a lot of them. And I don't see him as attacking the fans. The the thing that everyone got so upset about. You want him off the team, but there's people out there in support of Ray Rice who knew that he, like, we're talking wives, that this dude had a. Well, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to the fact that in the grand scheme of NFL villains, this guy is not even in the conversation. There are such bad dudes out there. Like you said, Ray Rice, video footage before of before the video footage. Oh, you had housewives that are supporting him. Ray Rice, and, and, and then the video comes out, and then oh shit, it's real now. You guys are piles of shit. Or like, let's let's talk about somebody who's not looking for a job right now. Like Sammy Watkins hasn't slammed anyone on no bed full of assault rifles. He hasn't done that. Sammy Watkins isn't in the face of the coaches. The re- uh, stirring the pot on the sidelines, pushing the, a special teams coach. The reason everybody's mad at Sammy Watkins is he said something about y'all are losers, have fun with your little jobs, saying that they were jealous of the position he's in. But the first line of his rant was, 
to anyone who has a problem with me being injured. So I see I'm online a lot. We talk about that on here all the time. I'm always reading posts, message boards, Facebook groups. I ain't got time for that because I, I swear I just want to break everything glass. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't do it doesn't do me any favors with my blood pressure. That's for sure. But um, I'm on there a lot. I like to try to keep the pulse of the fan base. And it's just like you can't. You can't be mad at him for it. Everyone, everyone's like, "Oh, what? My little job isn't good enough." You, you know, you rich ball player. You think you're better than me, but it wasn't directed at the average fan. It was directed at these guys, who have who have nothing better to do than be like, "Yo, man, why why aren't you watching film? You guys, you guys lost against the Jaguars. Like, what are you doing at Disney? Like, that it, it's it's for them. Why aren't you your a average, robot in solitary confinement with your face and your eyes? Your average Bills fan that supports the team doesn't apply here. It wasn't directed at them, but a lot of a lot of people are like, "Oh well, he doesn't respect the blue collar community. Buffalo's a blue collar town." Man, Sammy likes playing here. He's he's said he likes playing here. He likes Buffalo. Let's not screw that up, and let's not screw. Let's not become that city. Let's not have have it become a thing where you got high profile free agents being like, I don't want to sign in that team where everyone runs runs the guys out of town. Really? I mean, we, we just had we just had the most explosive off season ever and like Right, the- we we're a hard enough sell as it is. The weather up here sucks. If you live here, you know it sucks. If you don't live here, take my word for it sucks yeah and i think about this this kid has never had to face this kind of adversity in his life and oh by the way he's got piles and shitloads of money brinks trucks of money actually maybe not yet because you can fit a million dollars allegedly in a shoebox but you get my point one brinks truck maybe of singles all right he's got brinks trucks of stripper money and let me tell you something all right He's not hurting. He's never had to go through this before. He's never had to have people against him. He's always been a star everywhere he's went. The Bills have invested the first two. The, two two the, first round two picks. First round yeah. picks. And that's got to put so much pressure on a kid that age. I mean, he turned he turned 21, what, just a few weeks after he was drafted. I mean, he's 22 now. And also not for nothing. I'm not. We're not even going to discuss. We're not even going to open the box of what I was doing when I was 21, 22 years old. Needless to say, I wasn't wearing pants. I was swinging from rafters and just we'll, we'll leave it at that. And this dude is out there working hard. He wants to play. He wants to contribute, wants to contribute more. I got nothing but love for Sammy, man. Nothing but love. I got nothing for love. Like, like this podcast, you know, before we started this thing, I wanted to have some kind of radio that I just never had the, the balls to do it. Just, just quite frankly, just, just some kind of radio where it's like, okay, this is what the coaches are saying. This is what the players are saying. We know what coach speak is. Can we really dive into it and, and, and figure out a nice way to really dissect about things and I really think that just calling people idiots without warrant or not taking a player's side or looking at it both sides of the coin and I, I have no break to get to I have nothing to get to after this 
except for some Madden or sleep time or something. And, you know, I, I just want to have some kind of unbiased, like, let's back up the players here. And I will always back the player because at the end of the day, I don't care how much money you have. Every year I always shoot to make more money than I had last year and it's helped. But uh, you know what? You hear it from people who, who've been at the top with millions of dollars and lost it all. And, uh, you know, and especially for me, I listen to a lot of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. You hear a lot of stories and they say money is not, it, it, if you think money is going to make you happy, it's definitely more than that. You got to, it, it's not the answer. And what I'm getting at is Sammy Watkins is still a human being. And we, a lot of people tend to think, well, he's got millions of dollars, so he should have no life and lock himself in a safe for all we care and have a piss bag and an oxygen tank and fluids going in them and also be working out 24-7 and, and have a nutritionist and just eat, sleep, think football so that way E.J. Manuel or Tyrod Taylor, whoever's throwing the ball, Chris Hogan for all I care, they throw it over his head or they don't even look his way. And you have to remember these are human beings. They see that. Just as easy as we can get to them, they can get to us. Right. Now, they might not read through 2,000 comments, but have a little piece of respect. And if you have and media, you know what? it's a shame of you to even say things like so hurtful. You know, you know what really blows about this situation is – this is it's not the first of its kind and it won't be the last but it might it might eventually get to that point now i really love that you can get on twitter and you can kind of interact with with some of these athletes some of these celebrities every once in a while you'll get one back you know i've i had uh i had stevie johnson tweet back at me before and you know uh, Preston Brown tweeted back at me before. I had Doug Flutie. That's my pride. That's my freaking. You had you had EJ hit you hit you on the Instagram if I'm not mistaken. And to me, that's so. Oh, and the big one. I I almost forgot the big one when uh when CJ Spiller picked uh, Hoya for his fan of the week there. Oh yeah. My my son Hoya. You know, I had a picture of him holding up a CJ Spiller jersey we had just bought at the mall. Put it up online, and uh, he saw it and. Put it up as his little and fan of the like week the, or whatever, that, that's what and that's can do now. And it's so cool, like, you know, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, is it going to change my life for the better? No, but it, do I think it's cool when one of my favorite players? Because I mean, don't get me wrong, when Stevie Johnson was a Bill, and I even still like hope, wish him well and like try to like catch him if he's if he's out there and the game's on or whatever. I try to see what he's doing, but like, I really like that dude. I thought he was a cool guy, you know, made some great plays in Buffalo. Made some of that kind of broke Which, my heart. Which, by the but. way, that Toronto play resurfaced against uh, the Seahawks, where uh, it was an Odell catch that wasn't a touchdown, really. But I don't want it to get to the point, man. And this is this is to circle back and like close my thought on this. I don't want to get to a point where that's not an option anymore, where all this it's back to all this blasting to a, another channel. All this yeah, all this blasting back and forth is going to result in the players either. Their agent saying, hey, get off the social media or the league saying, hey, get off the social media or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Because, like, for instance, the officials, there's there's like the, the gag order. The, the refs can't talk to the media. God, I kind of wish the refs could talk to the media, but 
I don't want it to get to that point. I don't want to get want it to be where the league says, "Hey, listen, players, like we're sick of we're sick of this making the news. You can't interact with your fans on social media anymore." Getting tweeted back by Stevie Johnson was mad cool to me. I'm sorry, that was dope. And you want to know something? If if you have something respectful to say to them, you know they're gonna remember you too. And it's like. If you have this access, why not respect it? Like, I would never at tweet EJ, fuck you, you suck, yada yada. Like, I want you to take your job and think in your head, what do you actually take pride in? Because I don't give a shit what you do. There's somebody better than you. There, there always will be. You're not going to be that point zero 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 one unless you are Sammy Watkins listening to this right now. You're not. You're not going to be that one of 32 quarterbacks starting in the NFL. You know, you're just not. Have a little respect. To the and even if you are now, players. you never know. You never know when that's going to when that's going to dry up. Even if even if you're the shit at the moment, doesn't mean you're going to be the shit tomorrow or next week or next month. You never know. I mean, I just can't imagine working my ass off all day is what I'm getting at. And, and and taking pride in what I do and knowing that there's somebody better than me out there and, and knowing that other people can control my destiny. And then, oh, by the way, I get home after doing all that work and then I, I have to, you know, I'm already feeling like shit. I'm already having this long flight home from freaking London. You don't think I feel like dog shit that I got 50 something odd people in this actually 60 to 70, including the staff, probably 100 people. To make this whole Operation London go on. And, and I, EJ Manuel, screw it up. You really need to pile on me. Like, like he, like he I need that? No, man. Have some there respect. Was, there was even more people than that you around. You gotta do that at your crappy jobs. Like, we got, or we gotta come home. We're trying to relax. And you got people barking up our ass. Telling us how much we suck. Screw that. What do we do? We go eat dinner. We hang out with the family. And we check social media. But we don't get it like that. I, I guess they actually rolled over there with a few hundred people. Really? Um, yeah, I was listening to uh, I was listening to CMF here in Rochester, the break room in the morning, and uh, they had they had they have Sal come on, Sal Capaccio come on there from time to time. And he was saying that the Pagulas pay for like pretty much the entire organization to come over there. Like everybody, he said. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have like the peanut salesman over there and the right, right. You know the events, the event security guys, the event staff. Man, they toss money around like holy shit. I think that's really cool though, to to take the team over there and experience London like that. That's awesome, man. A lot of guys did that. They got to bring their families. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's what I'm saying. They they paid for the the families and the, you know, the assistance of the assistance of the assistance. And exactly, and, and that's why you know what. Let, let's put ourselves somewhere real quick. You know, we're, we're talking pretty much, we're 23 minutes in, and we've been really talking why you should have the hope here and diving into some other things. But, like, the big hope, we have the nine games. But think about this. Where were you in the beginning of the season? We got new ownership for their first off season, Right, and I started to touch on this earlier. The number one setback this season has been health. The beginning of the season, we we saw this dominant team come together this force to be reckoned with and i mean everybody was high on it 
Everybody. How think could of, you not? Think How? about it. McCoy, you get that you get that that thing sent to your phone. You yeah, get yeah, that yeah. alert. You get that little Kiko trade for McCoy. I'm like, hell yeah. Rushing title two years ago. I'll take most it. Most yards most rushing yards since like two thousand ten. Yeah, I'll take it. Are you kidding me? And then you pick up Percy Harvin, you are hearing word that the Jets might release him. Holy shit. And then the draft, and they're like, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. I kind of get to get into the late-round picks. You got, obviously, the whole Rex Ryan thing. You know, you have all this stuff. And 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 how how can we just check out already? Right. I mean, there's a lot how of things. How can we check out? And, and there's a lot of things I was games. excited for, and some of them didn't come to fruition. Like, for instance, uh, Nick O'Leary. I thought, I thought, oh, man, this guy was, like, winning awards for tight end in college. This dude's going to be dope. No, it didn't work out like that. He w- he was not impressive at all. Rod Jackson's going to be back number two. Yeah, and then, but then there's there's things you didn't see coming. I had no idea Carlos Williams was going to be nearly as successful as he was. And that's another guy that I cannot wait to see hit that and field we- again. And we got... I, as far as I know, we got him back. He's available for Sunday. He's been participating at practice. He was out for like a month. Yeah, yeah. He was out for a month, and I, I was seeing he had like severe, severe concussion symptoms, like was sitting in the dark at home, didn't leave his house, just sitting in dark rooms. Wow. Like hurting inside his head, but he said it's not going to affect his, his style of play. He said he's going to still go out there and just go go wild, so. I'm looking for him, man. They, I like that guy. He he's on fire. I can't wait to see him back. Um, I think I think he opens it up for McCoy a lot too. I I really do. I I don't I don't dislike Dan Heron's play, but I don't think he really opens the game up the same. I'm curious to know what's gonna happen with Booby Dixon because I got to be honest with you. Like, have you noticed the last two games? I don't think he's run the ball once, and in fact. Heron, after they picked him up off waivers, Heron, like, first game he was eligible to play, which is on a really short week, he got the opening snap. Wasn't yeah. Able, they, you know, the Bills website made this big fuss. Oh, Booby, what's it going to be like to take whatever? Booby, like you, you're a good person. I don't think offensively this year you're toting a rock too well. It could just be luck, could be offensive line. I don't know what it is. I like you on the special teams, but that's, yeah, a, I was gonna say, that's we, a position where – Heron tore up the Bengals when he was in Indianapolis. I don't know too much about him, but a lot of indie fans were bummed that he got caught. So, you yeah, know. yo, Booby, we love you, bro. We love your we love your videos. We want you to stay around. So, we know you're listening. Just step your game up, dog. Get it, get in there and block them punts. That's all you got to do. If you're blocking punts, they'll keep you. They'll At keep the you same around. time, I feel like the the Bills like to have versatile guys because he could run fullback. He can do other things. And he is a solid special teamer. At the same time, if this Heron kid turns on, I I don't think he's bad. I like that guy, man. He I think he moves all right. Yeah, he's not terrible. I mean, for a number three back, he's right. But the matter of hand is right where have, he needs to be. The matter of hand is we got health. We got Carlos Williams back. You know, Henderson will be back. Santral, the right tackle. He had some concussion things. He's all set to go. Also, obviously, Miller, the right guard, will be back. He had a death in the family. Right, that was a death in the family. Didn't, didn't he have a little nagging injury, though, a little ankle or something? I am honestly. He had something, but as far as I know, he'll be available Sunday. He's going to be starting Sunday. So. He, um, 
I mean, it's, we got we got our backfield back. We got our offensive line back. We got our quarterback. Yeah, I mean, who I'm, says who says he's at a hundred percent for the first time all year? I want to see that that there's still some. I think they're blowing that up out of proportion. Maybe, I, I could be but wrong because like. I feel like, oh, he is about 100%. Like, how much more is the play? Somebody asked, the money on Chris Brown. How much more is the playbook going to open? Maybe it wasn't. I don't want to quote him if he doesn't want to be. But um, I, I don't – I want to make sure I nail it right. But it, it, the question was along the lines of, is the playbook going to open up now that you're 100%? And it's like, no, stop it. The playbook has been open. You know, oh, are you going to go down more a little quicker, you're gonna be more. You know, I still have my crazy conspiracy theory that the playbook has only been partially open. I still have that conspiracy theory that there's things that we haven't, there's looks we haven't seen yet, both sides of the ball. Right, and here's what the problem that they're having is because a lot of the stuff that I I pictured early on, a lot of the stuff that I got that I got familiar with when I heard Greg Roman was our offensive coordinator, I watched some some Forty ers footage, you know. I'm not seeing a lot of the stuff that I expected. I thought I'd be seeing a lot more screen passes, a lot more. Yeah, me too. Um, a lot more little in inside tight end routes. Oh, you see it. We see enough of those. Clay Clay nails those. But the thing I like about Clay is he nails those like eight yards farther downfield than your average tight end. He's really got good speed to go with his size. Right. Right. And dude cost a fortune, but man, I I love what he does. Hey, out what there. an athlete, dude! The 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 balls that EJ Manuel <laughs> were throwing. One thing I want to point out about Clay before we before we move off it, he represents when we play against Miami, when we played him in Week Three, that forty one fourteen win. Oh, that was crazy! Oh my God, he he played so hard that day. He really did, and, and he's such a great athlete. If you look at the balls that EJ Manuel threw to his guys trying to get him crushed, um. You know, Clay came down with some magnificent grabs. Uh, he, that kid is, he's a, obviously a very gifted athlete. Another athlete, I don't know what his deal is. Very interesting, Percy Harvin. Now it's a knee. It's one of the, I guess it's a knee thing. Rex is not touching it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't not know what to think here. At first it's a hip, then it's a personal issue. Now we, now we hear a knee. Here's what I wonder. That... Conspiracy theory time. I might have said this last week, so I'm sorry. But if you think about it, Sammy Watkins' comments came out. Then you hear it was a personal reason after the first week was an injury. Then you hear a personal reason. You think now, I you think Percy it, came at Sammy? I don't think he came at him, but, like, I would have a little issue. Because if you said that, you wouldn't be the first person I heard to speculate that, that might have happened. Well... I mean, I, this is just like Internet Joe's talking, not, not, any, no, not anyone like, in that locker like, room. I'm playing but. the best football of my, uh, of my career in a minute to the start of a season here, and I'm getting the targets, and I'm making plays, and I'm lighting shit up, and second-year boy over here has got a little issue, I would have an issue. Like, yeah, how about you shut your mouth, kid? Don't worry about it. We're winning. Right. That could happen. But did it? I don't know. We'll never know, at least for now. Yeah, I mean, you you might hear later, but um, I I mean, Percy Harvin has. I think, it would, I think it honestly, Percy Harvin came in here with that stigma 
on him that he's he's this they always use the term cancer this locker room cancer i don't first i don't i don't even like that term a cancer in the locker room i mean how nice are these guys supposed to be i i, I mean i understand this but, is football right and, and what's going on with football is it's getting quite frankly it's getting wussified as mike sawyer's dad would say it's wussy stuff it's just like really just wussy boy. That's his word, man. Wussy That's, boy, allegedly. I don't know. Like, I know him. I, I, you know, I've never wussy. met him. It's, it's run by wussy boys. That's it. I mean, think about it. They're trying to take the tough out of football. And they're throwing flags on every incident. And we, we actually touched on this last podcast. You know, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and Percy Harvin, I think, is a guy. I said this before. He's ultra competitive. If you're slacking, if you're whatever, and that's a block I have in this world is, you know, people told me how what the score is right off the bat. That's how I deal with it. And and a lot of people, you know, especially when you do other hobbies, you're not around rigid people who might have played sports or not or, or just had hard work of jobs, and then you have a hard time getting along with them. That could be Percy Harvin. I don't know his background. Right, and, and it's just to the point, man, where you can't, you can't satisfy anyone anymore. You want to win. You want your team to win football games. You want these guys to go out there and be aggressive. You want them to be on the field. You want them to be savage. You want them to be animal-like. But then when, when once the game's over, you want these guys to just like turn it off like a faucet and and be some sort of like diplomat. And I'm sorry, but if you got a mean, savage, animal-type personality on your team, that might carry over. And sometimes you got to adjust to that because you need that on the football field. And there's also going to be people in, in many walks of life where they make a statement. I don't care if that's in the office. I don't care if I deal with you personally. You're going to know where you stand, and that's it. And Percy Harvin might be one of those guys. And quite frankly, you know, do I think that really happened? No, because I want to wish the best for Percy Harvin. That's just my wild conspiracy theory. But what I think it is? You know what? You know, You know who I'm thinking of right now? Who? And, you know, I, I like to try to stay on, on topic with, with Bill's stuff on here. But one guy who was real hot when he was younger, who was actually able to, to harness that into a positive thing, is one of my favorite non-Bills players of all time, Ray Lewis. Might have stabbed a guy in the neck. Not, not even going to debate that, but he, he, he was always a real eccentric personality. And he turned his like passion into into basically he turned his anger into leadership and yeah I want to punch Ray Lewis in the face and I think everybody the last year they played on the team with him want to punch him in the face because like Ray Lewis I don't care my dad is a G and he says you know that guy did it where's that suit my dad's got way more street smarts than I could ever dream of. Love you, Pops, but I'm telling you, uh-uh. That shit is fishy. He's way over the top. I'm Ray Lewis. Come on, boys. You know how we're going to do this. What are you going to do, Ray? Snap into a Slim Jim? Shut up, man. Go away, all right? Because even reports were coming out that I was seeing on Pro Football Talk. They're going, uh, team's kind of sick of Ray Lewis's shit in a nutshell. Like, all right, dude, get off this. You know, like, he's, he's like... 
too eccentric. Like no, like, but I mean he turned he turned it what was a, initially a, a negative into a positive. Yeah, he got another lease on life after he got away with murder. Well, there's that too. Yeah, so there's the, there's yo. Where's the suit? Where's the suit? I mean, the other side of that though is like, where, where's the suit? Dry cleaning. He's <laughs> in dry cleaning. He's gotta like that. He's in dry cleaning. Yo, OJ didn't do none of it. You know, man, I really wanted OJ even as a kid, man. When that was all going on, we had the TV and the rolly carts in the cafeterias. I oh, really want. Dude. I still believe OJ was framed. They they filed. OJ was totally framed. They filed us into the gymnasium to watch that. Yeah, dude. Like that was a that was a thing, man. That was. OJ that was, was epic. OJ was so framed. Yeah, he was way framed. Way framed. I don't way care framed. if he wrote that in the book. He tried to make money. All right. OJ was saying the gloves did not fit. And I know there's a thing called shrinkage, just like the Seinfeld episode with George Costanza and the lobster bibs and the shrinkage. But Yo, I've always I was always in the pool. I've been in the pool since birth. Uh, all right, back to Percy Harvin. So with Percy Harvin, the real theory that I think is going on is he's he's really just if you're contemplating retirement it's because you're frustrated so what I think could be happening is there could be a clash with the with the training staff okay and here's where I'm getting this this from it's been the same training staff staff for a while I'm stuttering here all right Terrell Troop was flipping out on Twitter because people were again being asshole Bills fans that we touched on earlier, tweeting at Terrell Troop when Gronkowski's going off, I think, early in the season, first couple weeks, at tweeting him saying, could have had Gronkowski, but we got Terrell Troop. Then Terrell Troop got nasty and said, the Bills fucked up my career, pretty much just like that with the F-bombs, and they made me come back before I was ready. And you know what I think's happening with Percy? I think they want him to play because he's able-bodied. They want him to play, and I don't think he wants to yet, and I think he's looking out for him. I don't have a problem with it. I think he's he's just paying attention to his own body, and he realizes that his career is short. I mean, he's already looked at like a China doll, and quite frankly... When that guy gets the rock in his hands, he's super explosive. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I oh, like definitely. Robert Woods, but when Percy touches that ball, you're thinking yards after catch? All day long. No problem. No ifs, ands, or buts. He's gone. I mean, he's just he's just end zone waiting to happen. Yeah, and I think he, he knows how explosive he is. He's essentially on a one-year deal. He's retardedly expensive next year. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, you would think he he would want to drive that price up if he if he were to. I think there's a theory being floated out there that he might play injured for the rest of the year. I don't I don't think that's so true. I don't know, man. Not I, not play injured, but like not not come back to keep. His I don't know, like up. like the way some of it got worded, where they're saying he's back at the facility and wants to contribute. It almost sounds like. It, it it does almost sound like the team was like, "Yo, are you are you in or are you out? You know, do you want to play or do you not want to play?" I think I think from, 
I think from somewhere between the coaching staff and the front office, and I don't know, I don't know who or like where where the in between would be. Someone's basically telling Percy Harvin shit or get off the pot. I think he's a real deal. I think he's got to stick around. I, I want to see him come to fruition in Buffalo. I believe in him. I also bought his jersey. We went over this. <laughs> that's so. That's, that's first and foremost, reason. man. Yeah, that's. Um, it's the real important thing the, here. The way I'm, the way I'm looking at it too is, when you think about the playmakers, you're, you're thinking Tyrod Taylor as well. We saw with EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel, I, I like him. I've, I've been a clear supporter of him, but quite frankly. His eyes are too slow. We talked about this last podcast. We really broke it down. But let's break it down real quick again. Tyrod Taylor, he drops that ball in the bucket. The balls are catchable. They're, they're yards after catch. I don't care if you have Sammy excuse me, Watkins, the Hulkamaniac himself, you know, the Iron Whatever, Sheik, yeah. <laughs> whoever's out there that you're pulling out there, Spider-Man. Jerry Rice. You know? All these superheroes. The Hulk. I don't care. Lou Ferrigno or like the... He's not throwing them a catchable ball consistently. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor is consistently throwing the balls. (laughs) He said balls. Yeah, we got that. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's be mature. Yeah, yeah. Grow up, man. We try to to save that for our YouTube videos. We usually try to keep the podcast pretty uh, tidy, but I got to be me sometimes. Trying to cut we'll which which means this is just gonna get edited. I'm just I have the power to cut this out. Keep going. No, no, just just Keep just going. let just just ride it out, man. Just 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 ride it out, man. All right, all right. So in summary, e- e- EJ's just not gonna get the job done at this point, and and with all that hype behind right. him, you know, finally we got to see the live bullets. I'm sorry, I don't want to see him right now. I need yeah. Tyrod Taylor. There's still hope. Tyrod Taylor can be our guy. He's too smart. Right, and He's and back smart. to the back to the eyes. He's great. Not not even just just making the throws, but extending the play, moving moving the, moving the pocket. EJ gets into trouble and just goes. And we talked about this way earlier back back in like preseason podcasts. He gets in trouble and he just goes and like hopes there's room to run. Tyrod actually sees lanes develop and like gets through them. EJ goes back goes back to bad habits he goes back to his old habits of pushing the ball as a guy sal capaccio always says is when ej throws that ball like a six foot four guy you know it it, it makes sense but sometimes he doesn't and and a lot of times he doesn't and that's what we saw in the jaguars game and quite frankly he had so many opportunities right in front of us that Tyra Taylor, we knew if he was in, he would have made that play. Yeah, no, th- and he did a nice job scrambling. He did a nice job running some calls. The thing, the thing that hurts with with EJ is he won't just let you down easy. He won't just blow it every time. Nope. Because he will. He'll he'll sit there. He'll take a couple sacks. He'll maybe maybe toss won't. up an interception. Throw all these boneheaded like, get all these bad reads, all these bad passes in the dirt, over the head, whatever, and then he'll he'll have a a play like that pass to easily, and you're just like, look at that ball fly, oh my god! He just whips it sometimes, so pretty. Such and a tight it's spiral. to the point where like, and then he throws a some a, some a, of a his duck. some of his other play is so bad that like I I. I 
it completely wipes out those plays. Like, I wish they weren't even there so I wouldn't get my hopes up. EJ Manuel, we know you're listening. You're killing me, bro. Bro, come on, just, man. Just, just really suck just a lot. Honestly, just, 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 just kill it or just suck all the time. It, it's so hard. Yo, you got a long career. You the, know what I mean? You still got time to step up. If Tyrod gets hurt again, you'll be back in. Just... All, all we want to see as fans, we just want to see you grow, man. Even if it's here, you, you, or, or, I mean, especially if it's here, we just want to see you grow. That's it. Yeah. That. One big guy coming back. Next topic. Leotis McCowan. But saving this for last. Let me tell you something. I'm psyched. I love Leotis. And what I love almost as much as I love Leotis is, uh, the buzz going around what his role is going to be returning. Right. Now, here's what's going on. In case you haven't heard. You know, a lot of times we get on here, we start talking. We act like you you watch the game for sure. We act like you've been, been hearing all the same radio shows as us. Sometimes we assume that you, you know, already know what we're talking about when actually you might be listening to us to get that news. So, Leotis McKelvin has been on the – the injured to return list has not played yet this year. Getting activated this week should be available Sunday, but he's coming back to maybe fill in at safety. Cause here's what, uh, here's where it is. Aaron Williams is still, still going to be out for a while with, with the neck from what I understand. Corey Graham's a little hobbled. Okay. Dude, Corey Graham. It's such an animal this year. And, just, and you want to talk that about out. that touchdown in the Jaguars game that shouldn't have been a touchdown? I believe he pulled his groin on that play. Oh, man. You know, which was his dude. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Corey Graham was limited in practice. So, what I'm getting at here is what this team wants to do is with Aaron Williams out, you want your, your best, which is what I love about Rex is, you want your best best guys. eleven guys on the field. Yeah, and, and he needs to be out there. So, here's what's probably going to happen: is if you watch the Bills, they usually send a safety into a zone over the top a lot, and then they drop a safety down in the box. Now, they say Leo don't have the size to do that to really be great in run support. At the same time, they're using that safety a lot of times as a corner. So that's what I like about it. To mix things up, so that's gonna be nice to to have him. Yo, and I just want I want to credit Corey Graham real quick because I was wondering what 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 his size was gonna be like, what his transition from corner to safety was gonna be like, and he's just been killing it out there, leading the team in tackles, just playing super aggressive. If if Leotis spectacle, if if Leotis transitions into the safety position. Even half as well. I don't low. think he's playing as much of safety, though. I don't think you need to look at I, it like that. I, I honestly see him taking on like a hybrid safety slash nickel corner role, honestly. Hopefully. Hopefully. So, I mean, that should really that should really be an interesting thing to watch it'll, it'll on, on every, Sunday. It'll make everything really interesting. Another, another interesting thing. I hope they take advantage of this wrinkle. It'll be nice to see Leo out there, man. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have him contributing on special teams, but if they did, it would be. I think he, he says he is, but that's that would also be great. Leo being Leo. But I I mean, I'm still waiting to hear who's getting released to make his roster spot. I mean, if he's back, I mean, 
Who who goes? Who do you think? I mean, do you have any ideas? What no, would you do if you were Whaley? No clue. I mean, maybe Denarius more, but you don't you want to thin out that wide receivers. Honestly, I'm so psyched on Denarius more, especially with Goodwin on, on IR. Like, yeah. that, that's a guy I want to bring up. He could be something. I mean, I I'm just I'm just trying to think realistically. Like, where do you make that cut? I feel like because Sanjay Lal had him, that that maybe they they won't cut him. The the wide receivers coach had him before. Yeah, in, in Oakland, Oakland, yeah. So he really likes him. And I don't know. I feel like Rex rules the show. So Rex wants him. Yeah, and I mean Rex. I mean, could that be Booby Dixon? Rex is high on that Sanjay guy, and I mean the the receivers seem to really respect him too. You know, I've I've heard all those guys say like how how much of an impact he's had on this team. So, right, right. Well, overall, it's been nice to to stomach, um, you know, to to really have a week off from, you know, that that Jaguars game because I was so pissed last time, and and I know we're hitting you with positivity now. Right, nine games left against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, we crushed them week three. Crushed them. Now there's there's been some changes in Miami, just a little bit. That I mean they they gave Philbin there the old heave ho, oh, clean clean your desk out. Their head coach is gone. He's dude all was, done. Dude was inept, and I mean, it got to the point where I I was feeling bad for those Dolphins fans. I mean I don't really feel bad for Dolphins fans. As a matter of fact, I mean our boy Tall Kevin, he's the only one I even give a pass to. Tall Kevin, you're a Dolphins fan, but we we love you. There's so many reasons I hate the Dolphins. There really are. But what what's really changed with Dan Campbell taking over as head coach? What 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 do you think the They main... beat two crappy teams. But hey, I mean at the at the end of the year, wins a win, a loss is a loss, and they're not gonna say, Hey, you won ten. Eight of them were crappy. You're not making the playoffs because eight of them were crappy. No, you you won ten. But this this other team won nine. You got the playoff spot. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever that scenario plays out to be. I'm just I'm just pulling numbers out of my B. I mean, Dan Campbell, he's got this team all fiery, and then they didn't show up at all against the Patriots. But yeah, I mean, know, nobody's showing up against the Patriots. I mean, they came in there looking looking tough. One thing. One thing that makes me rest a little bit easier with Tyrod coming back from the MCL, though, is knowing Cameron Wake is not going to be on that field Sunday. I mean, I feel bad for him. But oh, no, I, I mean. It's awful. Guy's, guy's a great player. I hate when there's great players on division rivals. Sucks to see his season over, but yeah, I, I doesn't mean, suck for us. Rex, Rex said it, though. Not to cut you off, but Rex said it. He's like, not much has changed schematically. They're just running the ball more, and. You know, from all accounts, I think John Murphy or somebody said that's so. I'm taking that back. I'll just say that somebody on the radio said because I don't know who said it. I don't know any of this. You know, you would picture him. You, running you, you'd a think we would take home. better notes than this, but we don't. You you would figure he he has he runs a funeral home before he's a high football coach. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and everybody, you know, my father's one of my great, my father's greatest lines. Actually, I'm not even gonna say it. Say it. But no, we're not. You know what? Your dad's the man. I want to know. Everybody fucks differently. Is what he says. Everybody has different ways to get the job done. Right. Right. And, and, and no, like, I I, I like where this analogy is going. 
you, you got, you know, you got the Valachek approach. You got everybody wants to hop on. This is the way to do it. This is there, there's so many different ways to do it. But Dan Campbell's way is firing them up. And as it goes, you usually fire your defensive head coach to hire an offensive head coach because your offense sucks or vice versa. Your offense suck or your offense is good. Your defense sucks. You hire the defensive head coach, you know, and then what happens with coaches too? Oh, you go from the funeral home director to the party animal. It just happens. You go from an asshole in Doug Marone to a rock star in Rex Ryan. I wouldn't even say an asshole in Doug Marone. He's just kind of. He's just kind of like that dry poo on the side of the road, like. He, I think Doug Rohn has a very dry sense of humor. I, I don't. I don't uh, even. Doug Rohn gave I don't even think there's twice. a sense of humor. He smiled before. I know. I've, I I saw him smile like once. So he started coming on WGR in the mornings for Football Fridays, and he was like so psyched. At first, hey, it's Football Friday. Where are you guys all excited? And then like. <laughs> After he said EJ Manuel is 100% to play against the Patriots, and then he didn't play, and the media pretty much called him on it, they're like, mm, he got mad, and he just yeah. stone-faced. And yep. Trials and tribulations of a head coach. Either way, I don't think this guy matters that much. I really don't. So you got a no. fiery guy in there. Big deal. Rex said it. The scheme is a change that much. They're going to run. But with my luck, they're going to get the, the Bills are going to get blown out somehow because this will be the different Miami team. You know, they came together, and then we're going to figure out who the hell is this guy that did this to the Bills? He never showed up before, but that you know always what? happens. You know what, though? Next week, we're either going to be sitting here being like, like, it's it's those new bills and them same old dolphins, or we're gonna be like it's those new dolphins and them same old bills. So, yeah. I, let, let let's see let's see where we're at after this game. I, I I can't wait to see how everything comes in. I don't think Campbell's a factor. I really don't. I don't I don't think he's a game changer. I mean, I think I I I don't think he's gonna do a worse job than than Philbin did. I I would have a hard time picturing that. I mean. I feel Philbin got a bad deal, man. The offensive line scandal, that shit got overblown. That um, that that was a little ridiculous. I know, mean, I get it, but which, by the way, Richie and Cagnino, I know you're listening, dog. You are playing out of your mind. Yo, way way to way to be the best offensive lineman on way, the damn team. Way to be back, man. Like glad and, to have you. And dude, when all that was going down, I you know. It sucks, man. It sucks, and you've been given a lot of chances, but so far, so good on this one. You know, and it was cool in a way that you had a year and a half to heal up all any loose nagging injuries. It kind of makes you wonder if, like, these another Another guy, though, another example of a guy who got this reputation as being, the, I mean, that term again, a, a locker room cancer, who's now turned it around into positive play. I just want to see Percy Harvin make that come to fruition here. I mean... A lot of guys on this team right now can make careers this year with nine games left. Don't forget. Don't forget. Odell Beckham put up those numbers missing a lot of time yeah. last season. Yeah, he missed, I think, three games last year. He put up, man. Yeah, he he really did. 
I, I, I don't want a lot of times with one hand. Yeah, and I don't want to bash guys either. You know. You know what? I have no problem bashing him. His head looks like a blooming onion. I said it. But now make it now make a I real point to cover what that receiver up. We people say, oh, there's so many good ones. You don't know that Odell's going to show up. Everything is based on potential in the draft. I'm sick of people saying, oh, we could have had. Yeah, yeah. we could have, but now you, we're here. You know what? And we got these guys who are who are whining because cause Sammy's missed three games. We got these guys crying, and it's all the same guys. Oh, we could have got Beckham. We could have got Evans. Well, the other one that they were always throwing around last season was Kelvin Benjamin. We could have gotten Kelvin Benjamin, and he could have – he could still come here and torn his ACL and still miss the whole season and not play a single snap. And we could be in that and boat. And he still could have played with Kyle Orton and EJ Manuel who are not targeting them. And I, we said this we said this before talking. Um, if we didn't move up in that draft, we probably would have picked Eric Ebron ninth overall. Eric yeah, Ebron. Who cares? Who didn't show up for the Lions. I mean, he's doing a little bit better this I'd year than he did last him. year. I but, would rather buy him at this point. And that's where yeah. the bills were at. It's like. Who would we have? It's so solid. We we missed Eric Abram, but then we went and bought Charles Clay. Like it is what it is, man. Like hello. Point overall is just be positive. So many positive things. Incognito's one. You Hawkins know, is because now now everybody's healthy. This is where they thought their team would be. Again, my except ho- for Williams is the two. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, know? Kyle, and Aaron get well soon, guys. They're saying Kyle Williams is going to miss, I think, the next two games. I don't have a timetable for Aaron Williams' return, really. I believe six. I don't know about six or now, but he was on IR with designation to return, I think. They yeah. Put him on there after they lifted up Leo. I'm glad I'm glad Leo's, uh, glad Leo's coming back, though. I wish they had more roster spots or, like, like maybe three guys could return from IR because who knows about Goodwin, you know? Who knows about guys? You know what? I'm I'm done with Goodwin, man. I I really had high hopes for him. I think he's a nice great to have the available option. I think he's a great dude, but honestly, if if he's done being a bill, I'm okay with that. I don't care. I'd rather, I guess, because then you got to wait for him to rehab all this and all. Oh, right, right, and and it's just, just it, brittle. It never it never plays out for more than a week or two. Well, not in 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 that kid's defense, he he's. A, a victim of circumstance, which is fat people falling on him. I shouldn't even say fat people, just monster men falling on his ribs. Literally, that Pittsburgh one. Right. The dude just, it was late. There was no flag, but the guy just pretty much said a Yokozuna, just boom, right on him. But I think, I think for me, when you got a guy whose claim to fame is that is that speed when when that's what that guy's all about and and he is an end zone threat like that they're going but has the reputation of being being fragile they're going to take that shot they're going to they're always going to go for that little they guy they're going to eliminate him because that that jams you up on special teams that jams you up on on you know Third and long situations, big time. I mean, I, I feel like those are the types of situations where he really comes in handy. You know, four receiver sets, things of that nature. Put him in that slot. Put Just him on the goal route. Take safety out of the play, you know what I mean? You you, you have him going deep on that goal like you're saying, and then you leave everything Right, and this dude, this dude is a dude who can outrun your average safety, no problem. 
he's got the speed that's going to require a top corner. It's an extra calculation, but like like everybody but says, though, if, you, a, if you're in the tub, you don't make the club. End of story. This is this is yeah, and and this is exactly the type of thing that that goes back to like that that perfect picture that we had of this Bills this Bills team going into the season. You see, you see, you know, a healthy Goodwin taking off, drawing some coverage, leaving Sammy open. You see Sammy taking the coverage, leaving Goodwin open. You, you, it, it all, it all rolls into into the same snowball. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like we got the hope back. We got nine games, and guess what? Now's the time. Put right. up or shut up. That's it. Like I said before, shit or get off the pot. That's all we got. Check us out. Numb Bills fan on Twitter. Numb Bills fan Adam D is Deacon. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, Numb Bills fan Adam D. Dave tweets off of the main Numb Bills fan Twitter account. We're uh, Numb Bills fan on Instagram. We got a YouTube channel that you should check out. And of course, numbbillsfan.podbean.com to stream this. Or if you if you really like what you're hearing out here, go ahead, pull up your iTunes, pull up your podcast app, and, and subscribe to us there. It'll download automatically to your phone. Let you know. Let you know when you got a new episode. It's really awesome, and we're really glad that there we can do this for you. There will be some short blurbs. We're gonna have a lot more videos coming up. Just a different content. Please check our playlist. We we have a, a podcast playlist. We only throw out one podcast, but this one will be thrown up on YouTube. Yeah, we're gonna with images and things along the lines. But we also have our regular segments of occasionally we'll do a funny video. We're gonna throw up. Possibly a, uh, a old footage from our right. Miami edit we if you, had with if different you, things that we didn't think were gold. If you caught if you caught us back at week three, we did a really what I think is a really funny video. Dave's out wrestling a dolphin on the beach. It's 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 fantastic. It's on our YouTube site. We'll be we'll be posting links to it on Twitter throughout the throughout the weekend. Um, and we're gonna throw together you know some some behind the scenes cut footage from that. Um, so look out for that stuff. We got a lot of stuff coming at you. A lot of different flavors, different variety of content. We're going to try some new stuff, see how it goes. And honestly, we'd love your feedback. Tweet at us. We have, we have an email. It's numbillsfan at gmail.com. Even if, even if you think we suck, tell us, tell us why. <laughs> yeah. Let us- Any feedback, any feedback is better than no feedback. Let us know. We're not the most. You know, we're not setting out to light the world on fire here. Actually, we are. But, hey, but if we if we do, we do, and we'll take it. If it has to do with the Bills or if it's funny content and maybe, you know, example, we have this new thing, Italian contractors, and every day it's me and my friend Tony, and we work together, and we're on the job site, and it's just, you know, I feel like we talk a lot, just, you know, we're, we're both Italian. And we just have this thing just naturally that comes out that we just always snowball. We decided to record it. Again, if you don't like Scarface, you don't like the F-bombs, I really don't like to swear much, yeah, it's not, especially it's, on the podcast. This is not safe for work, but we but, we mark it as such. We mark it as such when we do. It's and I'm always not, not, I'm not Italian, but this junk is funny, man. This junk is funny. These guys, These guys got me laughing. But yeah, check it out if you get bored. Don't forget, Numb Bills fan everything, wherever you are. Yeah, if you don't remember where to find us, just just pop it into Google. Again, shout out to if section you... to three thirty one. Come find us. Yes, Come yes. Find me. 
Yeah, just and if you if you're out on the, the interwebs, just look for the guy with the hot dog. That's us. We're out. It's Adam Deacon, Dave Palermo, Numb Bills Fan Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace.